fugitives on the run. Disguised as Jedi killer Reiko Hardeen, Obi-Wan Kenobi works undercover to solve a separatist plot against Chancellor Palpatine. Obi-Wan meets the plot's mastermind, Moralo Eval, breaking him out of jail to gain his trust. But now Kenobi faces another obstacle, bounty hunter Cad Bane. Can Obi-Wan Kenobi overcome Bane's suspicions? Or will the ruthless criminal see through his disguise and expose the Jedi? Only time will tell. Welcome to the 148th Spaceship Crashing episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember to find us on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? Welcome back to another Star Wars The Clone Wars rewatch episode of the podcast. We are on a mission to finish season four of this of this outstanding season of, of shows. It's not like we're rushing to get through this because I, I can't wait to be done with it. No, no, no. Uh, we're having a blast. We, I think I think I speak for all of us when I say that we are having a blast rewatching uh, season four. It's been, uh, I mean, we've said it before. Every season of Star Wars: The Clone Wars gets better than the previous one, and so yeah, right now we're we're sort of at the pinnacle. Of, of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, for what we know about, right? You know, like, you know, we don't know about season five yet. We don't know about what's coming up in season six and what's coming up in the final season. In theory, we don't. But at this point, I mean, like we're seeing some really, really great Star Wars television, and you know, it's definitely transporting me back in time to, to, um, you know, like what uh, what year are we in? Like 2012, I think, is when the, when these episodes were first airing, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a blast. It's kind of a trip to go back that way and, and, and sort of recall my initial thoughts on Star Wars The Clone Wars. And again, we're, we're nearing that period where uh, Disney's going to be making their acquisition of, of Star Wars and, and Lucasfilm, and, and uh, that's going to change the equation quite a bit for, for this show going forward. You know, we get one more season of, of full season of the show, which was already in production. Disney couldn't stop it even if they tried. But they, they do bring the hammer down for season six. So, you know, we're kind of getting into that point now where this doesn't, this isn't George Lucas's, uh, uh, 
you know, baby anymore. And uh, uh, that's an interesting thing to consider. Uh, that's an interesting thing to, to kind of go back in time to when that happened. And, you know, there's I know there's a lot of Star Wars fans who uh, don't like Star Wars in the hands of Disney. Uh, many people are because, like, there, there's been more Star Wars. There's been uh, a growth of the franchise. Obviously, Galaxy's Edge is a huge attraction for Star Wars fans. You know, so, like, there's there's definitely been pros and cons the entire time of, of Disney's stewardship of Star Wars. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that now I think about when I read those, the, the episode dates. I'm like, oh, wow, 2012, I think that was the year. You know, or at least we're, we're darn close to, to when uh, Star Wars kind of kind of gets... I don't want to say like a new life, but it, it it sort of gets like an injection of adrenaline, right? You know, Disney makes this this makes the acquisition, and they announce, uh, you know, three new films like right off the bat, like oh yeah, no, we're doing Star Wars, bro, it's happening, buckle up, and um, for better or for worse, right? I guess it depends how you look at it. You know, I, I've I've mentioned before how I'm not like the world's biggest fan of the sequel trilogy, uh, but again, it's Star Wars, and having Star Wars is better than not having Star Wars, and. That's more important to me than anything else. Is it's keeping Star Wars in in the hearts and minds of everyone, right? But I've there are there there are elements to, to Disney stewardship of Star Wars that I've really really loved. Obviously, The Mandalorian being a big one, uh, and then you know Rogue One's one of my favorite movies. Solo is one of my favorite movies. Uh, so you know it's very mixed, very much a mixed bag. But that's all a, a whole other can of worms. I'm I'm kind of reminiscing and, and getting all weepy nostalgic about stuff. But that's not the point of what we're doing here. This is Star Wars The Clone Wars rewatch episodes. We are in Season 4. This is Episode 16, Friends and Enemies. The original air date was January 27th, 2012. Uh, our plot for this week, disguised as bounty hunter Reiko Hardeen, Obi-Wan Kenobi is on the run with criminal mastermind Morallo Eval and Cad Bane. But their partnership is on thin ice, and Anakin and Ahsoka are in hot pursuit. Uh, the episode is written, I'm sorry, directed by Bosco NG, and it is written by, once again, by Brent Friedman, our principal cast this week. Not too many changes from last week. Uh, it is James Arnold Taylor as Racco Hardeen. Corey Burton is Cad Bane and Count Dooku. Stephen Stanton is Morello Yval. Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker. Ian Imbercrombie is Chancellor Palpatine. Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka Tano. Dee Bradley Baker is Captain Rex and the Nikto Guard. Terrence T.C. Carson is Mace Windu. Nika Futterman is the female Twi'lek. She's been doing a lot of Twi'lek stuff uh, over the course of this show. And she's also Sai si Snoodles, who we see get carried out of the saloon uh, on Nalhada. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson is the Hut henchman. Tom Kane, once again, is our narrator. And Yoda. Jedi Fortune Cookie this week. A very familiar proverb that I think we all uh, have heard at some point in our life. <laughs> at the very least, right? It's uh, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. I think uh, I think we all know what that means. We all get the gist of that. Uh, in this in this case, it's it's uh, you know we're talking about Obi Wan in disguise, and uh, he has to keep his enemies closer because he's also disguised as an enemy of his enemies and his enemies 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 enemies. Anyways, you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, th this episode has got some really interesting complications, uh, mostly brought about by Chancellor Palpatine, who sort of gives the inside scoop to Anakin about Hardin's location and sort of sets him on a path for, um, I guess revenge is the good word, right? That's where we want to use associating with Anakin. Uh, he's out to get, to, to recapture Racco Hardin, still believing that he killed Obi-Wan Kenobi, not realizing that 
Obi-Wan Kenobi has assumed Racco Hardin's identity in order to infiltrate Morella Eval's uh, sinister plot against Chancellor Palpatine. But, again, this is what we've talked about before with Palpatine. Palpatine's playing all the angles. Palpatine knows all these things. You think he doesn't know about what Morella Eval's up to? And, 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 you know, I'm hoping we'll get to explore a little bit more of that in the, in the, in the next installments of this arc that we're doing here. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you, you think about this, but, you know, Anakin's my friend. I'm just going to tell him this stuff on the down low. I'm, you know, it's all going to work out great. No, no, no. He's like, again, this, the dude's playing 3D chess, and we're all playing checkers, all right? Uh, Palpatine's like 18 moves ahead of us, and, and he's trying to provoke Anakin into, into a situation uh, that will be bad for Anakin, you know, especially once he realizes that if he kills Racco Hardin, he has killed Obi-Wan Kenobi. Think about that. Think about that, how messed up that is. But that's something that I think we're going to get into a little bit more uh, in, in, the, in the next episodes down the road. I think that's going to be some, like something we want to keep in our brains, but kind of like let it blossom into like the flowering idea that it is as, as we explore this, this, this arc. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Uh, we are going to spend some time on Nahada, a planet that we haven't been to in a, in a little while. Uh, but it's always nice to kind of see the, the, I think it's always kind of fun to see the, the home world of the huts and sort of like the uh, sort of people that, that, that populate the planet here. I, I thought it would have been cooler to do like Narshada or something like that, like bring the smuggler's moon in, into play in this episode. But I guess crashing on the hut is, uh, is, is, a, is a thing. And why not? Like, you know, everyone there's kind of wanted, so they're not going to rat anybody out. Cad Bane and, and Morallo and, and Reco can, can move amongst the people there. There's not a lot of uh, rules and regulations. Though what rules and regulations they are, Cad Bane uh, quickly breaks and gets them into a decent amount of trouble with, with, with the Huts, who do maintain some order on the planet. Their order, but still some order. You can't just walk around putting toothpicks in, into uh, Rodian's necks. You just can't do it. It's not acceptable. And uh, the Huts, you know, I'm assuming that that Rodian shop owner is probably paying for hut protection to set up shop there. And uh, Cad Bane should have known better. And we'll, But we'll talk about that when we get to that scene. But yeah, so that's where we spend the most of this episode. Uh, this The episode sort of opens, and you know we, we talked last week about how last week's episode was sort of like uh, a Star Wars version of Face Off. And this episode opens up sort of like The Fugitive, in a, in a sense, with like a massive space cra- uh, spaceship crash. Uh, you know, kind of reminiscent of the train crash in The Fugitive that freed... Uh, Dr. Richard Kimball, a.k.a. Han Solo, a.k.a. Harrison Ford, a.k.a. Nina Jones, a.k.a. you know, pick your favorite character. And so I, I, I was trying to find more comparisons and things like that, but this is very much, this is not like The Fugitive in, in that sense. It's not like uh, there's no Tommy Lee Jones tracking everybody down in the in-house, the outhouse, the doghouse, all that stuff. No, 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 no. Uh, but there is a, a sort of a sort of a one-usmanship amongst the the the, the, the um bad guys in this, you know, sort of like the no honor among thieves kind of, kind of mentality here as Cad Bane's trying to get up on Racco, Rako, excuse me, and, and Rako trying to get back up over Cad Bane so he can stay part of the gang. And Cad Bane is very, trying very, very hard to get rid of him. Uh, and, and of course in hot pursuit now because of Chancellor Palpatine is Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano. And that leads to a very interesting confrontation in, in the closing moments of the episode, but we will get there. And we might as well get it started right now. Let's go ahead and do it. You know what time it is. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. You're coming in too fast, Hardy. Are you trying to kill us? They'll be waiting for us in every spaceport. We have to ditch the ship. You mean you're going to intentionally crash us into the swamp? 
Yeah, that is exactly what I'm gonna do. He's right. We have no choice. Get ready for a fast exit. So, I, you know, we normally play that, a little bumper clip in between to kind of get into the into the context of the show. But there's a little bit here I want to talk about. I want to share with you all from the crash uh, as as the ship's broken apart. And again, it's a great sequence. It's a really fun uh, to watch Obi Wan crash this ship into the swamps of Nalhutta, and 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 kind of seeing the the carnage of them making their way out of it. But I like this bit here as 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 Racco and and Morallo, I think I'm saying it wrong. It's Raco. Uh, Moral, Evo, Evo Morallo, <laughs> Morallo Eval, and Cad Bane are kind of climbing their way out of the ship and kind of head into the swamp. I like this bit of conversation here, uh, particularly from what... Uh, oh, I'll just play it. Let's check it out. Nobody can trace us here. The swamp will swallow up the ship. So we leave no trace of our crash. Morallo Eval likes a man who plans ahead. And Tom likes an evil villain who talks in the third person. That just made me laugh so much. <laughs> oh, oh, if you want to hear some fun with the third person, get on YouTube and find some interviews with Ricky Henderson. Because Ricky loves him some Ricky. And that's all you need to know about that. So good. If you love people talking in the third person, you will have a absolute field day watching interviews uh, with Ricky Henderson. So much fun. Uh, <laughs> but let's go ahead and get into the next main discussion point here as as our Kadir, or cadre Kadir of villains make their way uh, into the Nahada because now they have to secure a new ship. And uh, yeah, you know, Nahada is only one, the first stop on their way to ultimately kidnapping Chancellor Palpatine. And actually our first talking point is is the next part of this of this actual conversation as they're coming down off the ship uh, because this is where the one upsmanship sort of starts between Cad Bane and uh, Reiko Hardeen. So so check this out as as Reiko's attempting to sort of uh, assert a little bit of authority in this dynamic and Cad Bane uh, is having none of it. You do have a plan? Yeah, I know now how to we can get a new ship at the Bilbao Bazaar, but this time we buy one. Otherwise, we'll have the authorities back on our tail. Not so fast. We need to ditch these prison fatigues. We'll have a bounty on our heads for escaping, and I don't like to stand out. So we're ditching the we are ditching the prison fatigues as again as Cadbane sort of asserts his sort of uh, domineering presence over the group, making sure that Hardin knows who's really calling the shots here. And they make their way uh, to the bazaar. And they go to Pablo's pawn shop, where they're going to find uh, new gear, new new togs to wear. Uh, Racco's getting it himself, like the prototype of the Boba Fett helmet from the old Roth McQuarrie designs, uh, which is a pretty cool look to see come back into, uh, uh, to come into the show, to be you know used in this fashion on Star Wars The Clone Wars. I also take note... Uh, when looking for a new hat, the first hat in Cad Bane's hands, that would be Indiana Jones's trademark fedora. So that was kind of a fun little uh, little Easter egg there for us Indiana Jones fans to see Cad Bane. He doesn't actually put it on. He just kind of looks at it. Can't have someone else put on Indy's hat. You know, that's kind of like the rule. Uh, so right, right, uh, excuse me, Cad Bane looks at it, puts it down, finds one more to his liking, you know, a little bit more Lee Van Cleef than uh, Harrison Ford. Uh, so that that works out for him pretty nicely, and uh, you get Cad Bane looking more like Cad Bane, which, you know, again, our first impression of of Duro's back from uh, Episode Four in A New Hope when we see him in the in the cantina on Mos Eisley, uh, 
you know, we, we, we know that look of the Duro. But for some reason, when I don't see Cat, when Cat Bane doesn't have his hat on, he does not look right to me. <laughs> I don't, it just really throws me off when I see Cad without the hat. So getting him back in the hat was, at least for me as, as, as a Cad Bane enthusiast, was, was pretty, pretty exciting. Um, but this, is, this next sequence here is when uh, the proprietor of the, of the pawn shop, Pablo, makes his way over to Cad Bane to offer some more assistance. Uh, and this is when Cad goes a little bit too far, which, again, you, you'd think he'd know better. And again, you're on Nalhada, but, you know, there are some rules and regulations you have to follow. You know, the huts are in control. And if, if Pablo, I assume, is paying protection to the huts, uh, yeah, you're going to bring some attention to yourself that you don't want. So that's a very interesting thing right there. Let's go ahead and check out the scene. Uh, is there anything else you desire, huh? A new ship? Your choice of weapons is lousy, Pablo. Where can I get some quality blasters? I wouldn't be too picky being on the run like you obviously are. I'd keep my mouth shut if I were you, Pablo. You'll get our weapons elsewhere. Thanks for the hat. For your trouble. So that was Obi-Wan attempting to smooth things over, but no, no, no. That's, that's not what, what Pablo's paying production for. So that is going to bring some attention to him uh, that they don't want, they don't need, especially as they're trying to lay low. But Pablo obviously knows they're on the run. So he might be tempted now at this point to even, even try to figure out if he's going to put get, go after the bounty himself. No, he's not that crazy. Pablo's not that crazy. Again, Cad Bane did just have a, tooth, a toothpick to his neck um, <laughs> in a very menacing fashion. So, yeah, uh, but that move is going to get them into some trouble down the road here. All right, so come out of, after coming out of Pablo's, uh, Racco and, and, and uh, Cad Bane get into it once again. Cad Bane asserting himself as the, authorita- the authority figure in this dynamic, uh, decides that it's up to Hardin to get a new ship. He crashed the one. He's got to get the next one, while Morallo and himself go and get the weapons, go get the guns. And it is not exactly what Obi-Wan Kenobi had in mind. He wanted to be more paired up with, with Morale Eval, get the guns, get a chance to get closer to, to uh, uh, Eval, and, and maybe get some more insight into what the plot is against Chancellor Palpatine. But Cad Bane shuts that down really, really quickly. Uh, and then as they are breaking up, because, again, with three fugitives, they're looking for them in groups of three, they're going to split up. So while Hardin's getting the ship, Bane and Eval getting the guns, uh, this is also when, when Cad Bane shares the next part of the plan that he did not want to share with with uh, with Hardeen. Soon as we have a ship, we ditch Hardeen. Really? We'll throw him to the huts. While they interrogate him, we'll be long gone. Tell me, is this business or personal? Both. All right, so there you go. One of the other things too that was set up in the, in the, in the prior conversation, um, you know, the back and forth between Hardeen and Cad Bane was was the notion that you know Pablo could be you know calling the huts, seeing what the bounty is on them. We see some Gamorrean guards. I wanted to point out the Gamorrean guards because uh, this is like the classic Return of the Jedi Gamorrean guard that we are familiar with. This sort of rotund Gamorrean guard, not like not like those kind of like you know, beefy ones that were in Book of Boba Fett. No, no, no. This is, these are the, the round, portly, you know, 
<laughs> Gamorrean guards of classic lore in Star Wars. Uh, so I thought it was fun to kind of see them, and you, you can hear them in the background with their the kind of squeaky piggy noises. <laughs> but I, I, again, I just sort of liked seeing that. It made me very, very happy to see the classic Gamorrean guard, not these beefcake guys. They got all painted green and stuff and falling off of uh, cliffs in, in Mos Espa. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and check back in with our with our uh, with our crew. I think we're going to shift a chorus on here. I could be mistaken about that though. I was mistaken. So, this is Hardeen buying the ship from a bith and the uh betrayal is about to happen. So, let's go ahead and check that out as as Hardeen's finding out that he's going to be left behind here. Uh, good timing. As soon as you pay for the ship, we can get moving. With pleasure. Hey, where's my weapon? Won't need it. You're not coming. Says who? He doesn't want to split his fee for breaking me out of prison. And also, he despises you. All I know is I'm not going anywhere without my reward. I'm sorry, this is between you two. What's it gonna be, Bane? Here's your reward. I'm not killing you. Alright, so that was Cad Bane gassing and then kicking Hardeen down the ramp, leaving him there for the Gamorrean guards. Again, and the, the, the Twi'lek you heard talking was the, I don't know, wife or partner of, of Pablo, the pawn shop owner. And they, they had filed a report, right? You know, you got a, maybe not a, a, a report might be too official, uh, but they made a complaint to the hut that they are probably paying protection to, and and so they went looking for the people who caused harm to Pablo, who still seems shaken by his encounter with Cad Bane. That toothpick did some serious damage. At, the, <laughs> at least it looks like it. Maybe it's just emotional trauma, and uh, you know uh, uh, Pablo's getting ready for for an emotional emotional damage lawsuit against Cad Bane. I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but uh, Racco Hardin, aka Obi Wan Kenobi, is going to be taken in by the hut authorities for questioning so yeah cad bane delivers what he promises and uh it's no good for hardeen slash kenobi so now in the custody of the huts uh hardeen hanging upside down by his ankles being interrogated by a nikto guard uh has no problem offering up uh how to get how to track down cad and hardeen because again he can't let hardeen get oh sorry he can't let morale eval get away that would be bad for the plan. So no problem selling them out. He had previously placed a tracking device on the ship. We see that in the sequence when he's buying the ship from the Bith. And, uh, yeah. And, again, it is sort of funny, though, because you think about it. Again, for Obi-Wan's purposes, like, yes, this makes total sense. You know, send the Hut forces out there to, to stop Bane and uh, Eval from getting away. But at the same time, it also works in the sense of, like, if if if... if Hardeen were a criminal. If he actually, if this were actually Hardeen himself, he'd probably do the same thing. Because again, no honor amongst thieves is is, is sort of like the theme of this episode. Really, it, it it's uh, you know one upping, making sure that everyone's you know going to get their piece of the action. Again, Obi Wan has ulterior motives because he's trying to get involved in this plot against Palpatine. But it's it sort of seems on brand, I suppose, for for these criminal for this criminal element. Uh, this sort of just kind of come after each other again. No honor among thieves. That that's really what this sort of scene reminds me of, as they kind of keep trying to get back at each other, 
it, it's just funny, and we'll see it the rest of the episode too, uh, because Bane's gonna Bane's gonna have to deal with this guy again. You call this hospitable? Wait, torture won't be necessary. My partners double-crossed me, but I put a tracking device on their ship. Let me down, and I'll tell you the frequency. Now, tell us the tracking frequency. Let's check back in with Ival and Cad Bane as they are attempting to make their way up Nahada. Ival is making contact with Count Dooku. And let's go ahead and play that clip right there because it's uh, very telling. Again, our first kind of documented contact between the two characters here. Yes, Count Dooku. I'm sorry I was delayed. I'm free now. I'll try to reach Sereno as soon as possible. No more excuses, Ival. Time is running short. Yes, Count Dooku. No more excuses. All right, so what's going to happen next is the Huts now in possession of the tracking data, the tracking frequency for the ship that, that uh, Hardeen slash Kenobi put on the ship. They're going to launch their forces, and they're going to bring the ship back down to the planet, which is going to put Hardeen and Cad Bane once again coming back to the town, back to the bazaar. Uh, where Hardeen will be waiting for them after he makes his escape from Hut custody as well, which is a pretty good sequence too, by the way. Uh, so yeah, neat little moments. And again, the, the sort of one-upsmanship, the, the gamesmanship going on between Bane and Hardeen is very interesting. And it's also very, it's very Kenobi-esque at the same time, which is, I think is part of the fun of it, is seeing Kenobi be Kenobi, but as Hardeen, as this sort of, uh, um, you know, criminal element, as, as sort of a, the, the wretched hive of scum and villainy all personified in one person. So let's uh let's let's see what's next. Okay, so it's at this moment also that as Eval and Cadbane come crashing back to the surface of Nalhuda, that uh, Hardeen, under his, his his name his contact name Ben, will reach out once again to the Jedi Temple and kind of give them an update, let them know what's going on, uh, and to not again. He's he's kind of warning them, instructing, giving them instructions, giving them warnings. Like no matter what reports you hear, don't send con, don't try to make contact, don't send backup for me. I got this. Things are getting back on track. By the way, I need some more credits so we can buy a new ship because the first one we bought with the Val's money, psh, no good anymore. And and again, I think the Jedi are a little concerned about the path they're on, but they, this is the course they have have chosen, so they have to let Obi Wan play this out. Uh, now Mace Windu is going to make contact with Chancellor Palpatine, kind of keep him up to date and informed on everything. And this is when when Palpatine does his Palpatine things. And of, of course, Anakin Skywalker, unbeknownst to, to Mace Windu, is in the room with them overhearing everything. And I wanted to play this bit of their, uh, of, of this bit of the episode, the conversation between Palpatine and Skywalker, as as uh, Palpatine sort of stirs the pot, the boiling cauldron within Anakin Skywalker, as it were. Let's check it out. Why are you removing the bounty on the three fugitives? If they're free to move, they could lead us back to Evolve's operation. Very well. Keep me apprised. You look troubled, Anakin. How can they expect me to just sit here and do nothing with Obi-Wan's murder on the loose? It is possible that they do not trust you to control your feelings. Ardeen killed my master. My best friend. And now he's escaping with Cad Bane and Morale Evolve, and the Jedi Council won't do anything about it. I have it 
from a reliable source that the fugitives were last headed towards Nalhata. You cannot deny your feelings, Anakin. They are what make you special. If you believe you can stop this plot against me, I trust you. Thank you, Chancellor. You won't regret this. No, I won't. So consider the cauldron of Anakin Skywalker stirred. And now Anakin's kind of out there on his own, going sort of uh, counter to the Jedi orders, the Jedi, <laughs> the Jedi order, <laughs> the 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 sort of stance that the that the Jedi order has taken in regards to uh, Hardeen and Cad Bane and Morale Eval being out there. And again, this is a, sort of goes back to what we talked about in in our last episode, the 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 choice to keep Anakin in the dark, uh, the deception, as the title in the last episode implied, in uh, the. The, the 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 casualties that that deception has and the fallout the from that deception. I mean, look at it now. Anakin being told to trust his feelings and and to pursue Hardeen to avenge the death of his jet his, his master and, and friend Obi Wan Kenobi, and is putting all of the Jedi's plans this whole plot this whole plot of theirs uh, at stake because they because of the decision not to keep Anakin in the loop here because they had to sell Obi-Wan's death quote unquote and uh yeah it's it's just this is a mess of the Jedi's own making to be perfectly honest with you now it does sort of come to a head by the end of the episode but again just another another opportunity for this plan to have gone horribly wrong much much sooner into into things. I mean, it started last week when, you know, Anakin could have just as easily as killed Obi-Wan <laughs> when he's arresting him as in the, in the, in the guise of Hardeen. Uh, and we get to, we get to another place, a very similar place with this episode, uh, as it plays out as now Anakin is involved, he's going to bring Ahsoka and we get into a bit of a, uh, a bit of a cat and mouse kind of game here. Uh, they're in hot pursuit, I guess would be a good way to put it too. Uh, so let's just check back in with Ival and Cad Bane as they make their way back to the bazaar and find Hardeen waiting for them at the saloon. I really like this this arrival of, of Bane and and Ival to the town, back to the back to the square as they're coming and approaching the saloon, where Hardeen, in a very Obi-Wan Kenobi-esque way, is sort of sitting there waiting for him, swirling his drink, very uh in a very I I think in a very Kenobi-esque fashion. <laughs> so I, I took a lot of amusement from this sequence here. Let's check this out. Uh, back so soon? Let me guess. You missed me. Kill me, and you won't get off now, Hana! Moralo Ival is running out of time and patience. Let the man talk. <coughs> Look, I've got a ship. You've got the huts on your tail, so you make me a partner in everything. <sighs> your deal is accepted. No. First, I want to know where you got the credits to buy a ship. You thought you left me for dead, but the huts owed me a favor. So you had them shoot us down? You would have done the same thing, Bane. The way I see it, we're even now. Now that we're all friends, get me off this festering stinkhole. So Hardeen, Ival, and Cad Bane make their way to the new ship that uh, Hardeen has acquired through Jedi credits. 
Uh, just as Ahsoka and Anakin are arriving on Nahada to begin their investigation in an attempt to track down uh, Rako Hardeen for the killing of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, so what we get to hear in this sequence is Ahsoka and Anakin making their way to the bazaar, into the saloon, uh, where some Gamorrean guards attempt to deter them with their big giant axes and everything like that. Anakin uses his force powers. He's not in a messing around mood anymore. Anakin's had enough of, of Hardeen. He's angry. He's trusting his feelings like the Chancellor encouraged him to do. Uh, and he uses, he like rips one of the Gamorrean guards' uh, little axes out of their hand, flings it against the wall uh, with the force for the amusement, to the amusement, really, of, of the onlookers in the saloon. Uh, and if you pay close attention as the axe is swirling towards the wall near the head of a, of a nearby Gotal, uh, you will see a sign of a Sebulba. And it's talking about how Sebulba, and I think if you pause it just right, you can see that it's... Uh, you know, saying he's coming for like an autograph signing or something like that. So that's a little Saboba signage in the background there of the saloon, which is pretty fun. Uh, let's and again, with, uh, Anakin here, not in a very Jedi-like frame of mind. He's very no nonsense, very aggressive here uh, as as he deals with the Ithori the Ithorian barkeep. Uh, let's check the sequence out. The fugitives are already gone. All three of them were here. Two came in, met the third. When did they leave? Nothing's free on our hunter. Especially information. I don't have time for games. You just missed them. Keep talking. I heard one of them say they just bought a ship. Let's go, Snips. If Ahsoka's concerned about Anakin's force choking the Ithorian barkeep, uh, she does not say anything about it there. But Anakin getting getting very uh, force chokey <laughs> in, in recent episodes here. So, yeah, his temperament in, in the last handful of episodes is definitely something to keep an eye on. So we go back to Coruscant. This is an important sequence here, too, because I think this is when the Jedi are beginning to figure out that maybe this plan uh, was not as well constructed as they thought it was. Uh, Mace is attempting to get a hold of of Anakin, he gets a Rex instead, and it's a whole thing. I want to go ahead and play the sequence though, because I do, I do, uh, I do like it quite a bit. Captain Rex, I need to speak with General Skywalker. He's not responding to my calls. Sir, General Skywalker is unavailable. Where is he, Captain? I can't say, sir. You can't, or you won't. Anakin is on Nal Hutter. Nal Hutter. Protecting me is only postponing the problem, not solving it. With all due respect, Chancellor, the Council has a plan in place. Yes, and so does Moralo Ival, who appears to be several steps ahead of you. For that reason, I asked Anakin to take action. He is confident he can find the fugitives and stop this plot against me. I suggest you have more faith in young Skywalker. Captain, if you must escort me home, I'm leaving now. Yes, sir. So that's not good. Mace, again, I think you see the, the expression on his face. One of the uh, one of the really wonderful aspects of Star Wars: The Clone Wars is uh, with this wonderful computer CG modeling that they that they do. Uh, the The animations are, are very expressive, uh, and and you, you can definitely see a lot of emotion on the face the faces of these characters, even when they're not saying anything, even when it's not a more uh, um, you know, obviously, like you know, 
the big emotions like excitement and anger and those ones. Those are easy to convey. But this show does a really fine job of, of subtle, nuanced emotion and facial expressions. Just like the odd tick here or there of like an eyelid or an eyebrow. It's it, the way the brows kind of furrow together, knit together. Uh, it's it's just a really wonderful sequence, and especially with a character like Mace Windu, who um, is is facially expressive. Uh, I, I think they capture that really nicely on the show. Uh, but let's hear the last part of Mace here, as as uh, he's not stoked on what's going on. This is exactly what Obi Wan didn't want to happen. If I want him, it could blow his cover. Get him killed. Hmm. Kill Hardeen. Skywalker might, or die trying. He may. Warn them both, you must. Overdue, the truth is. So there you have it. Yoda was against this, was against this from the beginning, and now his fears are coming true, and both uh, both Anakin and Obi-Wan are in peril at this point. Because, yeah, I mean, the truth could be, uh, you know, Obi-Wan's hanging out with bad characters. You know, Cad Bane could take a, uh, take, take a shot at Anakin and get lucky. Just like he talked about in the in the previous episode about Hardin killing Obi Wan, right? Uh, so there there's a lot of, of things in play here, and this is all bad news. Yoda doesn't like it anymore, and he's had enough of it, and it's time for the truth to be known here. Uh, but again, the the truth is not going to get reach these guys anytime soon, and that is where the the excuse me, this is where the second half of the episode really kicks off, and uh, uh, the cat the, the 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 chase is afoot, as they say. So. Uh, Anakin, again, tracking them down, finds out that the Bith who bought, who sold the ship to Hardeen only gave them enough fuel to get to his brother's fueling depot. They had a little scam going on, which I thought was pretty funny. That amused me. Uh, but this is where Anakin and Ahsoka are going to be able to track them down. They know they're going to be at this fueling depot, and they're able to get there. And uh, we get a great chase sequence here. Anakin jumps off of his ship onto Hardeen's ship. Uh, Obi-Wan's piloting, trying to not look like he's helping Anakin, but trying to like make sure that Anakin doesn't get killed. Uh, so he's making some interesting maneuvers here. Eventually, all the ships are going to come out. Again, it's a great action sequence. I'm not going to recap it blow for blow here. But eventually, the ships do come skidding to uh, the surface of, of the moon that they're on. And uh, uh, then it, the, the combat goes to the ground. Ahsoka's doing her thing. Cad Bane, Eval... No, excuse me, not Eval. But Cad and Hardeen engage with Anakin. There's a couple times where Anakin looks like he's going to be able to kill Hardeen. Lightsaber out. You know, this is for Obi-Wan. And then Cad Bane will step in and, and, and buy them another moment of, of battle, of conflict, of combat, if you will. Uh, and we get a really great... What must have been... Again, if you, if you think about these characters as the characters that we want to think them of. I mean, again, it's animated, I understand. But if, if we were to see this in real life, look at, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is like, look at the broader picture here. You have a, a disguised Obi-Wan Kenobi who now has to sort of battle for his life. He's trying to pull his punches, but he's got Anakin on the, on the ground and he's wailing on him. <laughs> and again, Anakin, who doesn't know that Hardin is Obi-Wan Kenobi, is, is giving it just as good, if not more so, because he's under the illusion he's been deceived into thinking that that Hardeen has killed Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, but with a little bit of assistance from Cad Bane, uh, Hardeen Kenobi is able to get the drop on Anakin, puts him in a, in a sleeper hold, and uh, whispers a sweet little nothing into his ear that is, I guess it, it clicks with Anakin, and I think that was one of the things that I wanted to talk about earlier in the episode, and I sort of forgot. 
But the two times that we've seen Hardeen communicate to the Jedi Temple, in, in the first in the, in the Deception episode and then in this one, uh, both times, it's Hardeen's voice, obviously, but the cadence of the words is very, very important. It's He speaks very much like Kenobi would, the way he puts his words together, the way he structures his sentences. Is very Kenobi esque. When he's when he's Hardeen amongst Bane in Eval, he talks much more like they would, like like a like a thug, like a like a criminal would. Not as a I don't know. I don't know what word I want to use. I, I was thinking of like a, a you know, I was thinking it's like a, a feat or something like that. But uh, again, he, you know, it's just Kenobi. He doesn't <laughs> Kenobi talks very distinctly Kenobi, and. Anakin hears a bit of that in this sequence, so his eyes go wide as that sweet nothing is whispered. Let's check it out. Anakin, don't follow me. So right before he passes out, there seems to be that moment of recognition, which is a pretty... gotta be pretty interesting for Anakin. And then in the very next beat here, as, again... Bane's there, he's watching, and and he sees that Anakin's down, and he's picking up a blaster, and he's going to go for it. And this is when Ahsoka's going to spring into action. ship is still operational. I got it working. Now let's get out of here. You're lucky we're in a hurry, little lady. We'll have to dance another time. Ahsoka looking fierce, protecting Anakin there on the ground. Master! Master, are you alright? <clears throat> what is it? What's wrong? That's why I felt a connection. Obi-Wan is still alive. I, I don't understand. I don't either. But we're going to get to the bottom of this, believe me. Boom. Another great episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And again, the, the, the tangled webs we weave and first we dare to deceive. That's what happens here in this episode. Now Anakin's clued in. Obi-Wan's alive. He's not sure exactly in what way, in what manner, how it came to be. Uh, but I think he's going to figure that out. I think we figure that out in the next episode. I believe so. Um, but I, yeah, it's a great episode. A lot of a lot of uh, uh, wonderful performances in this. Performances in this. The back half of the episode is very action packed, very action oriented. I highly recommend it. The chase sequences, the ship combat stuff, uh, with with Ahsoka having the ship over Hardin's ship, Anakin on the hull engaged in combat against Cad Bane, then to the 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 the, the surface. I mean, all of it's ex- exceptional stuff. It's really, really well done. A lot of back and forth there. You know, every time it looks like 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 Anakin's about to get the upper hand on Hardeen, Cad Bane steps in, and then vice versa. It goes ba- a lot of back and forth there. Ahsoka's doing her thing, being awesome. And I love the way she leaps in at the last minute to, to save Anakin, to sort of be his protector while he's in this prone, unconscious state. Uh, you know, it's just wonderful. It's It's so really, really great. And it, 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 just a fierce image of her as she stands over Anakin. It's it's wonderful. So good. So protective. Love it. Love it. Love it. Eight and a half again. Slam dunker of an episode. Uh, 
and I think if memory serves, we got a really good one coming up here, a real gem. If we sort of get to spend more time with Eval and sort of see his uh, his sadistic side a little bit more in, in this next episode. So that's something to look forward to there. Uh, I'm, I'm loving this arc. I, I'm hoping you all are really uh, enjoying going back to it. And, and rem- you know, if you're, if you're not watching the shows when we do the episodes, at least listening to, to me talk about them is kind of stirring those memories for you, bringing it all back. And, and uh, these, are, th- these four are just, again... It's it's just a, a a banger of a season, and and these four kick as just as hard as as the the big three parter we just had before this, and the the three parter before that. Season four is just fire. It's so great. It's so good, and I'm glad you all are here with me to hang out and and reminisce as we as we go back through these as I watch them again for the first time in in you know tenish years, uh, and I'm really really excited that we're all doing this together. It's a real blast. So let's go ahead and get out of here. Let's close the show out. Another reminder to please follow us on social media. Make sure your friends are following us too. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, we are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, sharing, and following. No. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. Uh, if you want to support the show another way, if you have the time and the inclination, five-star reviews. So, so helpful. We truly appreciate everyone who takes the time to do that. Uh, I'll be going back on there pretty soon to check and see if there's any, any new ones added recently. I, I haven't done that in a few weeks. Uh, and, and if you read a really nice one, maybe I'll read it on the podcast. So think about that. That could be fun. <laughs> and again, those reviews, they really do help small independent shows like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle of what is the, the, the corporate world of podcasting that's sort of taken over and with that, with the algorithm on their side, they have inundated your podcast feed with corporate malarkey, with a lot of shows that have commercials. Like, you want to listen to a commercial. We're here to talk about Star Wars, not sell, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, what's a, what's a podcast commercial right now selling stuff for? Easy chairs? I don't know. <laughs> Something I can't remember. I, I listen to far too many podcasts that have ads. What can I say? Though I guess, hey, people want to make money. I'm I'm not I'm not ashamed to say that if you want to buy an ad on this podcast I'll I'll sell it to you. <laughs> Actually, I probably won't. <laughs> I like I like not doing commercials. It's way more fun. We can just talk about Star Wars. I can say whatever I want. I don't be beholden to any corporate sponsorship. No way. Independent podcast for life. Unless you offer me a lot of money that I just can't say no to. Anyways, different topic. <laughs> uh, if you want to support the show with your dollars, you can do that as well. You can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Mandovision. You can become an official Mandovision maniac. You will get to hang out. Uh, you'll get access to bonus content. And you get to hang out with super cool people like the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bayho, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host on The Ring and Air, a great, a great music podcast that I recommend, so check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn Brian and Krista of Pride Brewing Company here in San Diego and Baltimore, Maryland, the Beer Hop Burrito General, Jesus Beer Hops, the Silent Assassin, He Who, she, ooh, he who Shall Not Be Named, and Syndicate Ram, com, the co-host of Come On! It's still good. A great movie podcast that I recommend very, very highly. So thank you to everyone, uh, as always, for, for downloading, streaming, supporting the show. As you do, it, 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 I say it all the time, and I truly, truly mean it. Uh, it means the world to me that you do that. I am so very, very appreciative that we are all here and loving the Star Wars together. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan, and I'm so glad to, to do this with, with all of you. 
It's fantastic. It's so much fun. And maybe one day we will meet IRL. Who knows? Not at Celebration. Not going to that this year. <laughs> That's a story for another time. We, we will talk about that probably in the week leading up to Celebration uh, in Anaheim. Just a hop, skip, and a jump for me, but uh, not getting to go. Any hoot. <laughs> we'll be back extremely soon with another thrilling installment of Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Day. And uh, in the meantime, take care of each other. Be awesome to each other. Be uh, Just be a rad person and, and be helpful and kind and supportive whenever you see someone down who needs it. Reach out to people you haven't talked to in a little while who might be down and need to know that other people are out there. And again, just take care of each other. We're Star Wars fans uh, through thick and thin, and we're all in this together, and we should be taking care of each other too. All right? So be excellent to each other, as Bill and Ted say. And remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession.